welcome to another episode of the Main Dish Podcast. This is Miley. And Mandy. And we are so happy that you've joined us this week for uh, the episode. Yes, real quick as an intro, we're not a food podcast. We do talk about food because we're both obsessed with food. Mm-hmm. Um, I have some ramen to discuss shortly in the intro, but mm. uh, just so people are aware, it's not a food podcast. The main dish is us dishing on topics that we like our goal is to feed your minds and fuel your body, inspire your hearts. For sure, for sure. So please subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen or stream podcasts. If you're on Apple, Google, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, Spotify. Pandora, you can I subscribe. Radio. I Heart Radio. Everywhere you, anywhere you listen to podcasts, we have to be there. I'm telling you, we're on like a hundred platforms. We have a website, and we are also on Anchor, so you can find us pretty much. Yes. Anywhere, very easily. Our anchor link is in our Instagram, FYI. If you want to hit that, you can find all the platforms we stream to at Instagram at the Main Dish Podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get that out of the way right at the top. We love you. Thank you for following and subscribing. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you for being part of this great community. Please write a review. It helps us get noticed. We want to be able to keep doing this and we would like to turn it into a legitimate business and make a little bit of money. And to do that, we need sponsors. And to do that, we need followers. And feedback from you. So if you like what you're hearing, let us know. If you have ideas that you want us to do or share or explore, send them our way. 100%. 100%. Send, I answer everything that comes through to the page. So we run all of our social media. And, you know, we kind of like to cover a lot of topics on related to what we just mentioned. So please reach out. Let us know what might help you. I put a lot of surveys and stuff up in the Instagram. And I'm always open to your feedback. Awesome. Well, let's start off with a little good and new. I'll start. Uh, I don't have very many new things. But a lot of things are good in life. I just uh, had my first night at my new place. The bed, well, the mattress came and the frame came. Put it together this past weekend. And I love my new mattress. I love my new place. It's cozy. It's small. It's like, I think... 200 square feet it's like a studio (laughs) apartment it's like 15 by 15 square feet with a little extension for a bathroom and a little extension for a kitchen and uh it's just really nice i i I picked out my couch i picked out my mattress it yeah i guess so it is small hotel room and i don't need much i mean shucks during covid last year i was living out of my car and just slumber partying at friends's places and couch surfing and Mm -hmm. I don't need much to I remember I was there (laughs) you were one of my couches (laughs) uh yeah so I don't need much and I love that my place is very minimalistic and uh, it's just nice to come home to a place that's your own I guess like I'm such a sharing person I live with a lot of I'm used to living with a lot of people I'm communal yes but it's so nice to just have my own place and so I love it I I'm kind of deciding between like how much I want to decorate and how much I don't want to decorate. Um, You don't take inspiration from my place here with (laughs) all of the nothing on the walls? Well, you have frames and collages and Over COVID, I did put up a bunch of pictures on one wall and made like a little collage. Right, and you have a bookshelf and well, a book slash DVD shelf, I guess. Uh, I have a lot of books. They're all in my storage and I don't think I, I don't think I want to put up a bookshelf like I do want to put up a dartboard yes please. I have my dartboard and I'm, I need to go pick up some uh 
cork boards to put against on the wall so that the, the darts don't to injure the walls. the darts yeah. that you send rogue. Right. Exactly. I've seen you play darts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I want to play darts. Yes, please. So and I got to hang whatever you like on it. And, you know, if you want me to make sure I jab somebody's eye out with a dart, oh, I yeah. will. We'll, we'll play a game out yeah, of it. Let's do that. For oh, sure. I'm so excited. And, uh, and then I have, you know, a TV and a couch and a bed and a closet. It's a standing closet. And that's about it. I don't need much. And I got a pretty soft rug. And Did you my... end up getting a tufted needle? I did. A tufted needle mattress. Um, I've been sleeping on a tufted needle mattress for years now. And I just got a brand new one. There was a Valentine's Day uh, oh. sale. And so I got a mattress I over like, the Valentine's Day. I like they have a Valentine's Day sale. <laughs> They're like, get it on yeah. and comfort people. <laughs> and uh, yeah. So I got the mint. They have three I different have, styles. Oh, they have three. I have a mint as well. Oh, okay. Listeners, Tuft and Needle, if you're paying attention, we love your stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, totally willing to, you know, take a pillow and sleep on it oh, if yeah. you want to toss one my way and mm-hmm. throw an ad out there. Totally, for sure. Or a pouch. Oh, my God. Those pouches are so cool. And they're super cute. And they're comfortable. Uh-huh. And so, yeah. So, I got the mint. They have the original, the mint, and the hybrid. Oh, I didn't know they had a hybrid. Mm-hmm. The hybrid is really comfortable, but it's about like a thousand dollars more. Oh. And the mint is so enough like for me. It's the price more, of the yeah, mint. and it's good enough for me. I think the hybrid, it's it was a little too soft for me. The mint mm. is a little bit firmer, and I like the firm. I have back problems, so it's nice. The mint feels the same as the original. If you're oh. laying on your back, mm-hmm. it was. I'm a, I tend to be more of a side sleeper, even though I'm not supposed to. I'm sorry, Debbie. Sometimes I end up sleeping on my face. And I'm a huge side sleeper yeah, and face sleeper. I just, I, I, it's to the point where I wake up and find makeup on my upper arms because I always have, I must put my arms up hmm. and like I either lay my arm over my face or I roll over with my face. Like I have my arm somehow tucked under my face. I woke oh, up wow. the other day with, I must not have, I take off my makeup every night, but I had black liquid eyeliner on Mm -hmm. and I don't typically go to town rubbing my eyes I just kind of like whatever to wash off in the morning if I don't get it tonight yeah I woke up with black smudges on both of my my arms like was your face did your face have black smudges none oh never it's always all on my arms never (laughs) that's funny (laughs) so wild anyways I digress yeah anyways yeah so super excited um loving my place I do kind of want to put up put up some twinkling lights oh like fairy lights mm -hmm, but I'm not sure if I like I said I don't know if I, how much I really want to decorate. I love how simple the walls are. Do you have fairy lights? No. If not, we can look through some of my stuff. Okay. I might have some. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that'd be great. And then uh, the second new thing kind of is I'm still playing guitar and oh, I yeah. have mastered, oh, maybe mastered is a goal for uh, it. a Master very it. strong word, uh, but I have most of the time I can play a G chord. I can play d chord and now i can play a c chord oh my god and the first song that i'm learning actually is going to be stars by grace potter because it uses those three chords and it's one of really one of my favorite songs and um, i I don't know the song um it's um i lit a fire with the love you left behind (laughs) that's all i got i still don't know the song but it sounds lovely (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's okay i love it uh, you'll play it for me sometime yes when uh, it would be a while sometime. no i mean like we can like pull it up on spotify or something later yeah 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 okay it's a really pretty song stars by grace potter potter okay mm-hmm. and uh it's about it it's about it it's about it for me well that's kind of a lot though i don't necessarily have a whole lot of new 
or good, but some updates, some stuff that's going on. <laughs> I was like, it's not like new news. I mean, this is a continuation, kind of like yours was this some stuff that's been going on. But like, um, so I took some edibles the other night Ooh. and I was like, but I found all these edibles in my room and I was Thanks like, for sharing. Yeah. Okay. Well, listen to the story. Okay. So I, I was like, dude, I have all these edibles. I'm like, oh my God, they're expired. And I was like, well, these ones are the least expired and they were the ones <laughs> I liked the best. So I was like, I'm just going to take some and see what happens. And typically I'm like a five milligram at the most kind of person. Like uh-huh. it just gets me chill just a little bit like a little bit of fun and I'm like hee hee I'm just having a good time I can like enjoy some popcorn and a movie or a tv show so I take about five milligrams mm-hmm. and I'm like kind of tired anyways I was doing things around the house I was like I probably have like 30 minutes before this is gonna kick in maybe 40 so I was finishing stuff up I'm like I'm just gonna go lay in bed and watch tv like on my ipad so I turn on new girl to watch some reruns I fell asleep before the first episode even finished so but I woke up I woke up I would say I don't know pretty quick I fell asleep really quick and I woke up pretty quick but I woke up having what I'm calling the most like a super intense sex dream Ooh, a solo sex dream I was sexing myself in the dream (laughs) there wasn't anybody else in the dream were you at like I was like like, talking to like were you like two people or no no I was the only one in the dream and it was so intense. It was, I thought I was awake. Like when I woke up, I was like, oh my God, that was a dream. And then you were disappointed. (laughs) A little. I was like, (laughs) but then I thought it was so funny because I was like, this is how void my dating life is. My sex dreams don't even have another person. oh my gosh but it sounds like it was a good sex dream yeah maybe it was inspired by finding those condoms maybe last week i don't know but i was like did i really just have a solo sex dream (laughs) love it i'm the only one in the dream oh my god so i ate the rest of the bag over the next two nights couldn't recreate that dream so oh man (laughs) i I didn't get any buzz from them i can't i don't think i can blame it on the edibles at all like I was like, whatever, I'm just going to finish these off. And I just ate them all over the next two nights. It really wasn't much. I was probably eating like maybe seven grams, but I was getting nothing. It's such a bummer. So I was like, whatever. And I threw them away. I was like, I'm basically just eating one bite of candy. I watched SNL. Oh, that's why I took some. I was like, I'm going to take oh, some and watch SNL because yeah. Reggie Jean Page was on there. Oh, what? That smoke show from Bridgerton was hosting. Oh, my gosh. And you didn't tell me about this? How did you not know? I probably you know, did tell you. I tell you. No, things. you did not tell me this. Are you sure? Yeah. I am very sure. But I don't know. I listen, I'm going to check listen. the tapes. Oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> you did not tell me this. I promise. Yeah. I would totally remember this. Yeah. He hosted and um, like all good things that I want to happen in my life or to remember to do, I put it on my calendar so that it popped up yes. to remind me. Mm-hmm. And I took an edible when the show started. The intro was awesome. So much fun. He did like, they did like a little riff on his Bridgerton here. Oh, He's like, I'm yeah. just a normal guy. He's like, everybody wants me to be this like brooding and uh, blah, blah, blah. And this character who just goes. And then he turns just slightly to like another camera and they pop this really warm, fiery glow on him. Ooh. And he goes, I burn for you. I burn for you. <laughs> and like three of the women uh actresses on the show were standing around him like they were all pretend they're like oh hi i'm your personal assistant for the week that's totally normal it always happens don't ask the other people uh, <laughs> they were all being silly and swooning over him and he's like swooning, i, I was burn just for that. you and like 
burn for One of them you. goes, yeah, why would anyone want you to say that? <laughs> She's like doubled over, like holding herself oh in her like gosh. womb. Like it was so funny. <laughs> it was really cute. Oh, also they did a bit on that driver's license song by Olivia. Olivia something something. Yeah. I guess it's, it's, I've been hearing a lot about the song. It's always on the radio. I don't listen to it. I, I don't just like heard it. it like two days ago. Yeah, I don't really get the hype. Me neither. It feels like nothing special to me. But they did a bit about it and it was all guys. Oh. Like all these like tough guys are all like macho like boys night out playing pool. And then he played it on the jukebox oh. and then they were all into it. And then all the guys are like singing it and crying about it. I'm oh. like, is this just confirming the fact that I'm the only person on the planet who doesn't enjoy this song? I mean, I heard it once and it didn't make me want to hear it again and I don't recall what it sounds like so I just remember thinking why would somebody name a title of a song driver's license but okay yeah I they kind of went into the backstory of it I'm assuming that what they said was true but I don't I just don't get it Mm. whatever I'm not into it hey good for her that she produced a song that people are listening to rock on I'm all about it I'm happy for her success just I just don't get it (laughs) okay I don't need to get everything I'm like apparently the dudes are into it and I'm not okay Cool. Um, but speaking of reggae, Jean Page, I am so excited for our bonus episode coming out yes. this week. It is Mandy spilling the tea and talking all of the Bridgerton things and Miley trying to keep me on track and asking me trying questions. Trying to keep up. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a great episode, everyone. It's going to be full of great laughs, great information, a lot of good dishing and uh, be prepared. Yeah. Watch the show. If you haven't yeah. yet, start now. You'll be mm-hmm. able to finish it by Friday. No big deal. Oh, yeah. I finished it in two nights. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Easy and, peasy. Uh, yeah. Total of eight hours. Don't pretend you don't. <laughs> Who needs sleep? Um, and I'm reading the third book. Ooh, okay. And the third book is called? An Offer from a Gentleman. Ooh, okay, okay. Which always makes me think of an offer, an officer and a gentleman. There's like a movie Mm. in the 80s, an officer and a gentleman. But this is An Offer from a Gentleman. And this one's about Benedict. Oh, I was going to say, is it about Benedict? Yeah. Okay, cool. It's not as like, you know, I'm not running through it really fast like the other ones because I kind of knew how the other ones were going to go. But um, I'm, I'm enjoying this book. Sweet. I'm excited. Yeah. And it's fun to read it now that I'm like yeah. over watching what's on Netflix mm-hmm. and I'm not consumed by <laughs> the yeah. first one. Okay. So watch out for that episode. It drops Friday, March 5th. Check it out and tell us what you think. Yes. As for this week's episode, we are so excited to welcome a very good friend of ours, Heather Schneider. And uh, we'll be talking a little bit about... Um, Gosh, all of the things. A lot of, things, of amazing things that Kinda she like is last week's guest. And does. She's like a jack of all trades. Oh, for Just sure. Such a big heart, big oh, yeah. bright spirit, like super shiny, shiny light. light. And I mean, the energy with this for girl. Sure. Is like, bonkers. I always feel great during and after interacting with her. Yeah. So, um, and you are definitely going to feel it from this episode. So, thank you so much for joining us this week. Enjoy the episode. Thank you, friends. Hey, Heather. Thank you so much for joining our episode. Uh, We are so excited and we're really grateful that you've uh, spent some of your time this week with us and our listeners. Welcome. Hey, I am glad to be here. I consider myself quite lucky that you've selected me to talk to tonight. So let's do this. Uh, how, How are you? You know, I'm doing pretty good. Um, I feel a little bit like Mr. Roboto today because I totally oh. 
neck surgery, you guys. Oh, ooh. oh my gosh. What, yeah. what, tell, tell us about that. So I was originally going to ask you, so. tell us something new and good in your life. <laughs> this is something new and I'm hoping that it's also something good. So tell oh, yeah. us more about your uh, surgery there. Oh yeah, totally. So I had to say goodbye to a little two by three by two inch friend that was oh. the back of my neck. I know the dude wasn't paying rent, so we had to kick him to the <laughs> What? Two by three by two? Do you, do you guys Centimeter, see millimeter. That's like inch. a lemon. Dude, inches. Do you inch? This thing? That's it, literally like Holy mother, how long has it been there? Do you want to see a picture? Yeah, I oh totally want to see a picture. I'm freaking out. Oh my gosh, that is awesome. <laughs> I love that. Hang tight. Let me take a screenshot. What in the ever loving? What is it? Is it so, skin cancer? No. Well, it has to be biopsied to okay, know good. if it's cancer or not. <laughs> okay, good. Way to just I was like, cause that's make ginormous. her worried. <laughs> well, I can't. I do, I'm Wait, not. I'm not a medical all, before, person, so before I we, would know no other reason why someone would have a big hunk of their well, skin cut off or part of out me, of them. Well, was it like a bump? Like, how did it present itself, and when did yes. it present itself, and was it painful? Origin stories of the monster. <laughs> Sorry, this is the doctor in me, and I'm like so fascinated. Like, when did you notice it? How long has it been there? Did it hurt you? Did, did, like, did it not hurt you? Like, you know, who did you go see, and who took it out, and how long did it take? And I go, is it cancer? <laughs> Thankfully, the clinician is asking all the great questions. <laughs> well, I know it's not your twin. Um, oh my gosh, no. I, I can't it believe you just said that. It, it could be a triplet. Well, for our listeners, Heather is a twin, yes. one of a twin. That's why we say and that. And I'm referencing the funny lady, the aunt from my big fat Greek wedding. Who's like, I had this bump. Oh, oh right. Her. Her. <laughs> no teeth and no nails, no okay. like hair. Okay, that's good. So cool, I cool. think it's not a triplet. Turns out it's probably a lipoma. But oh, okay. Gnarly. It had finger-like projections that were diving Ooh. several like areas around my neck. So legit, oh. like they were cutting cords and sawing off ropes from uh, my bone. It was, it was intense. But anyway. Wait, so it was... It was like attached to your bone. Oh, yeah. Well, it felt did they like have to sedate you? Well, yeah. Well, not. No, it was local. It was local. okay. Okay, good. No, the but area, you probably could hear the scraping of oh, the bone man. and stuff. Like I could feel the vibration of the cutting. Oh, I wish I was there to assist. I wish you were too, actually. <laughs> I could have narrated the whole story from from my perspective since it's on the back side of your neck. You probably couldn't watch, but I could have totally given you a whole visual. You could have like done a selfie that. camera. Like you could have like zoomed it from your oh, angle. Oh my gosh. Loved it. I would have loved it. My first like response at the end, they were like, So how are you doing? I was like, please don't throw that thing away. I need yeah. to need to inspect it. <laughs> so when did you have this monster yeah. cut out of your when, back? When did you first notice it? And then when did the, the, today? I skipped to the so. end. Yeah, you skipped to the end. <laughs> when did you when did you get this cut out? We'll work backwards Someone then. Who control these two? <laughs> Whose show um, is this? <laughs> so like I first noticed it several years ago and got it cut oh. out like a year after I first noticed it and the sucker grew back. You know? So it's a recurring lipoma. Yeah, you'd think, but you know. Dr. I'm sorry. Can we tell everyone yes. listening who doesn't know what the fuck a lipoma is? Can you break oh, that yeah. down into like layman's it terms? It is a fatty growth that okay. really has no reason to be there. Yeah. So like like the root it's word of lipoma known. is lipid. Yeah. Lipid exactly. is another word for fat. Oma means a growth. And so that's why it's a fatty oh. growth, lipoma. Oh, 
And that's why exactly. like a lot of tumors have an oma at the end. And then usually yeah. the first part of the oma tells you the origin of or like what that oma or that growth is like made up of. Dang and so straight. lipoma. And this time I think they got pretty deep. I think they got the whole thing. I think this is the end of this little mister. So. Does this cause you pain? Like did you start having a hard time moving your neck and doing certain things? No, no, not really. It was just annoying because it was getting bigger. Yeah. Oh looked weird you know and it also definitely was irritating to like my clothes like oh my yeah kind of like a little hump it had to go hump back now yeah, you have a that's right <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's what i was thinking the hunchback oh um, that's what i meant hunchback um, i was thinking humpback. And now but... you have like a kick-ass scar this they sliced me open a little bit bigger than before and i was like listen yeah. i'd rather have a big old scar than yeah. a right. yeah and your hair is gonna cover it it's not that big of a deal it's a battle yeah. scar i love battle scars yeah that's what I'm saying. So um, means you're a warrior. Who, who cuts this out of you? Like, what type of doctor does this hacking? Oh my gosh! A dermatologist. Oh, well, that makes okay. sense. I was wondering if it was a dermatologist, but it was such a big old lump of well, stuff. I felt so excited about it. I wanted to show it to everyone, not realizing that not everyone wanted to see it. So I appreciate yeah. that you guys looked at it. Thank you. I'm so happy you shared. I love things yeah. like that. I'm such a bloody guts kind of girl. You really can't get a good idea for the size of it on the phone yeah. screen. Like, no, I wish there was like a lemon sitting next to it or something. I wish you had a probe or like, so, you know, like <laughs> something. To... <laughs> it was like three perio probes. And it was like this big. <laughs> it was like the size of a lime. I want you to put a lime next to it. Yeah. Or a quarter, yeah. just so that, you know, people can get the <laughs> relative I size. I put my hand next to it. Oh, yeah, God. like held it. Oh, that would have been awesome. Well, if you I held don't want to go back, so Darn. we're just going to have to. No like... worries. Well, well I when hope did they you... got to yeah. the root of this yeah. nonsense. And, and I hope you have a, a, you know, we hope you have a speedy recovery and no complications. But uh, on to what our episode is really about. (laughs) Yeah, what were we talking about? I'm loving. (laughs) I am loving your necklace. Oh, thank you so much. Is it jade? Yeah, no, it's not. It is actually. Is what? It's fluorite. Oh. Yeah, I know. I feel like like the color of my scrubs and this bright light that's in my room is kind of throwing this off. But it is a little. Oh, I see. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm, beautiful yeah thank you thank you so much i love crystals and things that are good for positive energy and vibration i'm all about it (laughs) which leads us to a little bit about why we're doing here so so heather can you tell us and tell our listeners a little bit about you who you are all the things that make you (gasps) you and the beautiful wonderful positive um special enthusiastic kind person that you are Wow, I feel like you have just described a legend. I will do my best to live up. To I should have just said legend. <laughs> so, I mean, there's so there there's a lot to me. I I'm going to very I'm going to try hard to you know give you the short story of this. I suppose I so they call me a dentist, but I am just so much more than that. Um, I am an artist at heart. I love everything metaphysical. I love everything spiritual, not religious. All right, spiritual. Um, I love everything, energy, frequency, vibration, hypnotherapy, um, the power of the subconscious mind. That is just who I am. I'm a deeply intuitive person, somebody who really enjoys connecting with people and um, encouraging people. 
And I think that's my heart of hearts is just that I'm a lover of humanity and I'm interested in what makes us tick beyond the physical, beyond the flesh, everything, you know, that we can't see, those things that we can't put into words. Um, so hopefully that describes a little bit about me. Uh, would you say you're an empath? Oh, I would say I'm an empath to the degree that it's painful. Okay. To degree that I have a hard time differentiating and have historically had a hard time differentiating between what I am experiencing in any given moment in a crowded room versus what someone else is bringing to the table energetically. So that's actually been one of the biggest uh, battles in my life uh, to try and uh, to separate what's mine and what's theirs, what's mine and what's yours. And, and it's no easy thing. It's no easy thing. Um, I'm getting better at it, definitely. But empathy certainly makes you feel like you're experiencing someone else's energetic experience, your own. And um, that can be a really great thing when it comes to having compassion and connecting with people. But it can also be a really scary thing uh, when it comes to having your own personal boundaries and mm -hmm. watching out for yourself. Yeah. 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 It's fun when people around you are excited and happy and like. Yeah just joyous and whatever have this buzz for life but when there are people around that have really negative energies like i i never yeah. under i didn't understand when i was younger why when there would be somebody having sort of a negative experience if there was any sort of tension in a room yeah. i the feeling inside me goes so insane like it's so, so you've experienced this yeah you the feeling inside like me is so strong like it's like an adrenaline rush almost is the only, yeah. the closest way I can describe the feeling like it, it's overwhelming and it's almost Ooh. almost unable to function sometimes when there's gets you by the throat. Yeah, what like it does me for whatever I, reason. Like heart races. Ooh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen. Sister. And it can be huff tough when you have people around who are energy vampires and oh. you're and you're giving yes. and giving and giving and oh, yes. and you don't get anything back it's very very draining i taking yeah. a straw to you it's really yeah you really um, have to know you know when to exit the scene just get out yeah. of there exactly yeah it makes you want to spend a lot of time alone but then when you're someone who enjoys people mm -hmm. that really tricky you know yeah thus the um <laughs> lifelong venture of figuring out how to separate myself from other people's energy so. Yes. Mm -hmm. I feel you. Yep. Thank you for sharing that. By the way, when you said artist, I immediately remembered because I know we know you from the dental school and I know you as a dental student and a resident and now a provider. But I remember, I think it was when you were in residency, you made this ginormous piece of art for another resident. Yes. And it was like a five oh, foot tall vagina. vagina. <laughs> I actually. Oh my gosh. Yes. That's right. That's right. Do you guys remember um, the tennis ball and where I put that? <laughs> yeah, had a tennis ball clitoris. It was amazing. Right. Well, you it gave it amazing. to some, it's still here in Arizona. Oh, I was is? planning on making a trip to Ontario and I was going to be the person who delivered it to Ontario. That wouldn't carry on? Please but... do me a favor and don't deliver it without stuffing something special inside of it. Oh, I hadn't thought about that. But yes, I oh. will let you know. <laughs> Wait, does she Please. get to choose what she's stuffing inside of it? Yes, it needs to be a gift. It needs to oh. be something, you know, that she would be happy to find later. This thing came can a, be a Can it be a red hot candy? Uh, it should be, probably. Oh. It should definitely be in there. 
But you guys know okay. this became a shrine. Like it became a thing that people posed with and took pictures in front of. Yes. And homage to like it's and it's and do you understand that I escorted this thing through like rush <laughs> traffic to her birthday painting event in a convertible. In a convertible, yeah. Oh my goodness, I did not know that story. That's hilarious. Yeah. And so I think there were many people looking at it, is, that? is that what I is that what I think? It is oh, what a what? I think that is what I think it is. <laughs> a giant yellow vagina cruising yeah, down the freeway. Totally with a chromed out silver apology. Yeah. Probably the safest way I can say that. I don't know how, how open I can be on your podcast. Oh, totally. As open, open as you want to be. Yes. Okay, um, cool, cool, cool. Right. We're all women here and it's mm -hmm. just female anatomy. So, so we all know yeah. vagina. Yeah. Sweet. Vagina, That's vagina, sweet. vagina. It was like a vulva yeah. vagina. The whole thing yeah. was represented, really. I forgot yeah. that there were parts of it that were chrome. Do you also know that as I was painting and developing this, that it went through its own menstrual cycle? Oh, oh tell okay. us more. Yes. So I have a video of the way that it evolved. It was incredible. It was an entire experience. And it, it certainly didn't come out of nowhere. It was like a very intuitive process. And part of me wonders, and I don't know if it's true, but part of me wonders if I wasn't really tapping into the recipient of this piece because I, I can't really explain it otherwise. It was like I would go with a certain color and a certain style, and then it would all completely change. So it was like this evolution through video. I'll have to send it to you guys. So you can yeah, see it. I'm pretty cool. sure I've seen it. You must have posted yeah. it before, like on Instagram or something. Cause I, may I have, yeah. This piece, um, I'm not kidding. Like you need to send us like photo or video of it so we can share it online. I will. And I so will. I appreciate the fact that you guys are recognizing this piece because honestly, like it came from such a deep place inside of me for mm -hmm. this recipient <laughs> and it's wow. it's so cool i mean it is a piece yeah. that i would imagine would be in a gallery selling for like tens of thousands of dollars yeah. I, you know what i've wanted to do more ever since that one i have wanted to do more and i think ultimately i'll end up doing more really i do because i keep getting pulled in that direction mm -hmm. and conversation conversation is just confirmation to me yeah yeah, and I'm being faced with this. So I feel like, okay, maybe there's something there. I need to create more vaginas. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just, Every size yeah. and texture <laughs> and just everything. Like, I think. You just need to create more. Oh, my gosh. Whatever yes, calls you. You could have, like, vaginas around the world. It could be, like, yeah. all vaginas represented. Yeah. One are, of a thousand. You could do. Oh, you could do. I a, love this. The whole. I, you know how, like, there are pieces and there's, like, a thousand pieces. So you're, like, oh, I, I have five of a thousand. Or I have, like piece 779 yes or yes. you know vagina number 82 of 500 oh i know and the thing is that i can see myself like personalizing or like customizing and i don't have to see your vagina to do it i know who you are and i can like make it for you yeah it's like you in the form of yeah. a vagina that's right that's right and that's I what it. i did for the recipient of this particular vagina is i i mean the tennis ball Oh yeah, big yeah. time. She's a tennis pro, you know. I mean, that's like yeah. her, that's her jam. So yeah. it made sense. Wow, nice. Yeah, that's so funny. You, know, you also mentioned um, hypnotherapy when you were describing yeah. yourself. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yes. So hypnotherapy is something I have been drawn to my whole life, 
because it expounds and expands on the power of the subconscious mind. And this idea that we are really literally creating the life that we see around us and that life is very much a mirror of what's going on inside of us and that we have the power to completely change our belief system, which really does, you know, come from what we believe and what we think and the things we say to each other and, and ourselves and the, the, the pictures that we paint in our minds and all of this pre-existing programming that makes me, makes me, makes us, makes us who we are can be changed. It can be manipulated. So I've just really always been drawn to the power of the subconscious mind and how can I harness that power to make my life what I want it to be? And further, how can I help others to harness that power to make their life what they want it to be? So as soon as I graduated my residency program, I just, I jumped in to, to pursue hypnotherapy because it was something that I just wanted to be able to be a part of. And it has been very fascinating. How and do you, yeah. How when, do you jump in? Like, what yeah. does that mean? Like, what does that entail? Like, is there a cer- um, like a course, a certification oh, process? Yes. Like, how does it, yes. yeah. Like, yes. So there are a lot of different certification processes through the state of Arizona, uh, um, different places. Okay. I happen to go through the Southwest Institute of Healing Arts. Okay. Love, place. love those guys. Have a lot of respect for their program. Yeah. Suiho gets a lot of love. Oh yeah. So I chose them after a lot of research. I considered a lot of uh, personal kind of trainers in the realm of hypnotherapy, but ultimately kept coming back to Suiha because I just believed in their mission statement and I, I wanted to be a part of it. And their history just kind of spoke for itself. They have a lot of really great leaders in, in hypnotherapy and, and many other meta- metaphysical crafts. So that was the route that I went, but you guys, what I haven't told you is what initially interested me in finally pursuing hypnotherapy. And that is a crazy story in and of itself. <laughs> we want to know that crazy Heather, story. You are so multi, multifaceted. Yeah. Like the word multi layered. You're like an onion. I love it. Guys, it's like a kaleidoscope. If you twist listen. it just a little bit this way, you're going to get an entirely different picture of Heather. I can barely like contain myself. I can feel that. I'm telling you, like I have described this to therapists before, (laughs) my poor therapist. (laughs) It's like I want to find the zipper in my fleshy body and unzip it and freaking climb out. Like that is the best description of what I feel like I'm dealing with in my life fleshy experience okay stupid body you can't contain me <laughs> i know i'm just like don't even try <laughs> all these limitations Lim- you, well well you did let a doctor unzip you and try to let some of you out already once <laughs> this true. week that was so, your lipoma trying to escape <laughs> which could explain why i i kissed it farewell um so you guys i i had always been aware that when i close my eyes at night that I can still see the room around me, all right? Mm-hmm. And I didn't think that was weird until sometime I thought to myself, well, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, hey, right? do you, you're like, like at a sleepover in your tent and you're like, you guys close your eyes and still see everything, right? Everybody's like, yeah. don't invite like, her again. <laughs> <laughs> like it was normal to me for the longest time until like, the thought dawned to me randomly a few years ago. 
that man, I don't, maybe this is why I have a hard time actually falling asleep. Right. But then I, before I even started really questioning it, I thought, well, I wonder where I can go with this. Right. So I would lay there in my bed and I would wave my hand in front of my face and I would just be in awe of my eyes are closed and I can legit see this. Mm-hmm. Like I would put my focus to the corner of the room and I'd be like, this is so weird because my eyes are closed and I can, I can see the corner and, the, and the, the angle that the door is open. I can see where my dresser hits the doorknob and over here where I, I could just, I just really, I started mapping what I could see further and further and further outside of the room. Okay. So I started to really become aware of, you know, maybe I'm not normal. (laughs) Maybe I'm aware of this capability of the human mind beyond what we are generally societally conditioned to be aware of or believe, right? So I started thinking, you know what? I could really explore this and just see what could happen, right? So I started to try and envision myself like walking around my room at some point. And I went from zero to 60 one night, you guys. (laughs) 60, I'm telling you, because it was a few years ago, I felt like I was getting closer to my ceiling. Like my eyes were closed. I was legit getting ready to go to bed. I wasn't particularly fixated on this idea of exiting my body, but it was happening because I saw my ceiling was getting closer and closer and closer and closer until I was beyond my ceiling. And now I'm looking at the roof of my house, right? And now like I'm getting further into what feels like space. No longer am I aware of my physical body. As a matter of fact, when I got to the level of what we would call space, where you could see these nebulous like bodies of celestial lights, right? And, and just clouds of colors. It was amazing. It was like, I, I wasn't a body anymore. It was like, I, I just went and I expanded out to this thing or this being or this, this beingness or awareness that just had no form. It had no form. And I could see, legitimately see like stars and different astral bodies around me. And you know, I mean, in the moment, I think I was aware that it was so real that never once did I question, am I dreaming? Like it was legit reality. You know what I mean? So my energy just kind of whoo, expanded out and I was aware of another presence there. And this is where it gets weird, you guys. <laughs> this is where it gets weird in case anybody was wondering. <laughs> right now. I'm glad somebody said it. <laughs> right, right here. <laughs> so, so right here is where it gets even weirder. Okay. So I become aware of another presence in space okay and telepathically or like energetically we had this communication amongst each other as if each other were an other but we weren't really an other because there was no body attached to each other that makes sense right Mm -hmm. this awareness of energy freaking weirdest so anyway it's an energy exchange it is and i i remember like being so expansive and realizing i'm not a body i had no thought in my mind about being a body i was just this like celestial part of outer space and i remember like having this like this this uh, awareness with this other entity or energy of how did you know to find me here right and this energy said to me not without words communicated with me or, or made me aware of in my consciousness or something. I don't know. Um, I followed you by your light. 
Well, okay, so that freaked the shiznit out of me. And uh-huh. I got so, so freaked out that I felt like my energy kind of went into a little ball and fell. And when that energy fell, which was me, it was my beingness, right? I like fell into what felt like mud, really thick mud up to my knee. And I was rolling through it. And when my energy stood up from it, I still wasn't a body. I was an expansive like unit of energy, but I still wasn't a body. And again, that entity appeared or, or became known by my awareness somehow. And again, I said, how did you know to find me here? Cause I'm in like this expansive area of who knows what the hell, right? <laughs> how did you know to find me here? And again, the energy uh, told me or made me aware, like, I followed you by your light. Okay, that scared me for the last time. And I plummeted back into my bed to which I sat straight up in bed. And I was like, holy shit. Now, here's the crazy thing. As I was diving back into my body, I heard the word astral projection. I had never looked up that word I had no reason to wonder what that word was. I hadn't come upon it in all of my studies thus far, but that is the word that was like given to me as I was falling into my body. So I sat straight up in my bed. And at this time, I, my sister and I were living together. It was four in the morning. I went flying down the hallway <laughs> into her bed. I was like so excited. I was on top of her. Oh my God, oh my God, I just went to outer space. <laughs> He's very fucking worried. You told you wake your sister beforehand. I just went to outer space. My sister was Heather like, drank some fucked up tea. <laughs> like what? What did you eat before bed? Remind Dude, me never to eat that. My sister was officially worried about me. She's like, we should definitely talk more about this, and I am officially worried. I'm just like, I can't like, we should talk more sober up we'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> yeah so anyway, all that to say that it was such a real experience that there was no one not even my twin sister who was going to tell me that that was a dream or something i truly fully to this day believe i had an out-of-body experience and i do believe i experienced what we call astral projection and i know that it was all possible through what my mind believed was reality and what was possible, right? I didn't have that limitation that told me I couldn't see when I closed my eyes at night. You know, it sounds like it was like a muscle that you sort of worked out, like you, you developed, yeah, and you practiced, and you practiced until you got there. Yeah, yeah. And I legit think anyone can do this. And I know it sounds crazy. And and you know what? I haven't told many people for that reason, but you know, you're, you heard it. Well, you just told at yeah, least yeah. Our, us and our and one listener. listener. So <laughs> did you just say one? <laughs> yeah. I think we have two Ooh, listeners. Ooh, we have good. two at <laughs> least. Probably four more people are going to find out. Yes. Well, hey, All because what? of you, Heather. Well, I appreciate that you guys heard me out on that wild tale, but, um, but that's really ultimately what, what finally sealed the deal for me. Like I'm no longer just going to read books about this stuff. I'm, I'm finally going to, you know, tap into this stuff to help other people because I, I think that that solidified this idea that what we believe is our reality and nothing more than that. And, Mm -hmm. and life to some degree is a little bit of a game, you know? And I just felt like, you know, I can't just keep this information to myself. I'm certainly not going to go oh, yeah. telling everyone about astral projection, but I will become a hypnotherapist. 
therapist who can, you know, help other people who are seeking, you know, gaining control or, over some of their thoughts and some of their limiting beliefs. And it's, it's a powerful medicine. So can you dive into a little bit about like using hypnotherapy to help someone? What are some specific examples of how to help somebody using hypnotherapy? And I'm so into yeah. limiting beliefs. Yes. Like yeah. what you think becomes or and or is your reality that like I and I practice this on people all day every day like they'll tell me things they'll say I'm just not good at this I'm like first stop telling yourself that and see what happens yep just maybe every day you just don't say I'm such a dummy or I'm too busy or I'm this or I'm that because you're gonna that will be you. That's your story and you're creating it and you're telling everybody around it and then it becomes self-fulfilling prophecy. So just stop saying all that bullshit. Yep. Amen, sister. That is so true because the mind will believe anything that you tell it. It doesn't care if it's truth, fiction, if it's if it's mean, if it's nice. It doesn't care what you tell it. It is set up to be the governor of your car and your car is this flesh body, right? And it's only to let you go as fast as you tell it you want it to go. So the things that you say to yourself, whether they're true or false, good or bad, that's what your mind takes as truth. Oh, my gosh. We've talked. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. We've talked about this in um, uh, romantic sort of relationship types of like ways before where it's like your brain literally believes what you tell it. Like if you have a couple of dates with a guy and you start imagining what it's like to go way down the road with this person suddenly you're imagining um you're imagining uh a very what's what's the word i'm looking for i haven't done it in so long a serious relationship committed <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> commitment so like you start imagining yourself in a relationship with this person and it's serious and it's committed and you imagine you're living together and then you imagine you're getting married and you're doing all this and your brain starts yeah. building emotions around all of this story and this is all mm-hmm. Fake. I mean, your your our wonderfully imaginative and creative brains are making this up, but you start having real emotions about something that is fake. Yeah. So, it, like we've talked about this before, but the same thing happens if you start thinking all of these things about your life or yourself. Your brain mm-hmm. develops emotions around them, and those are very real, even though the ideas behind them. And your brain doesn't differentiate between story and reality. That's right. It knows, it knows, it just knows this, like what you're telling it. So what you're telling it is so important. Oh yeah. I mean, absolutely. And that is the basis of hypnotherapy, which is why, you know, when we, when we were kind of talking a little bit before, before we did this recording, we were talking about the fact that, you know, what you, what you say does determine your reality and that your, your brain is not differentiating between what's true and false. Like literally what you say and the pictures that you frame for your mind to see is what it's going to believe, which is why many people are running off of these old limiting programs that are just not doing old story tapes. Mm -hmm. Here's a really good example. Here's a really good example. You're 12 years old. And when you're 12 years old, you're thinking, I just need to fly under the radar because every time they see me, I'm getting in trouble. So I just need to like not be seen, not be heard, just kind of keep to myself. 
So that works for you when you're 12, right? Because when you're 12, it's keeping you out of trouble. You know, who knows? Maybe you are up to no good. Maybe you don't need to be seen because you're trying to stay out of fire, right? Maybe it's keeping you from getting smacked around by a parent, uh, a sibling, a bully at school. Yeah, exactly. Yep. But then, you know, you grow up and you're, you know, you're 35 years old and suddenly you're in this position where you need to do some public speaking or you need to be comfortable talking to a board of employees that you work with and you're still running off this old program of I can't be seen I can't be heard I'm gonna get in trouble I should keep my mouth shut does that really serve you anymore no right it so so you're experiencing as this individual I'm describing hypothetically you're experiencing this like fear of public speaking you're experiencing this fear of being seen of being valued of being heard of being noticed right And so a way that hypnotherapy would come in and remedy that would be not so much to unravel all the past, like, oh, you know, I was 12 years old, this isn't working for me anymore. You don't even have to know that. You don't even have to know where this preconceived notion came from. That's the beauty of hypnotherapy is that it kicks the the booty off of, you know, talk therapy because it, it, it does not require that you go back and go back and go back and go back. All it requires is this thing that I believe about myself or my situation doesn't work for me. And I don't want to believe that anymore. What I'd rather believe is blah. And so what happens in hypnotherapy is that the hypnotherapist, which is basically someone leading you through or being the tour guide to a guided meditation. And the reason that this is important, and this is where the the subtlety of hypnotherapy comes from, is because it's literally quieting down your very active, calculative, strategic, conscious mind that's telling you over and over and over and over and over why you shouldn't be seen or heard, right? To keep you out of danger, basically. Um, It shuts that down. So that voice isn't so loud anymore. It takes a back seat. And that very um, pattern-shaped, experience-shaped, storytelling-shaped mind moves into the past or in the driver's seat. Mm -hmm. That seat would be fine too, actually, which is just a little less relaxed. (laughs) It's still effective. But in the driver's seat now sits your subconscious, this mind that is very childlike and sucks up stories and ideas and uh, uh, scenarios that are all um, kind of developed around this new pattern of, of thinking that you'd like to um, institute. And the hypnotherapist uses that, that new story to kind of lead you through this new way of thinking while you're in the relaxed state, while the subconscious is sponging it all up. And then eventually at the end, as you're, you're very delicately brought back out to this very relaxed state, now your subconscious has no reason but to take that on as truth. So it's just about shutting the conscious mind up. So like, you know, as you're falling asleep at night, that is, you know, one of the most uh, uh, noteworthy times to, to tackle things that you really want to start believing, um, you know, um, different mantras that you chant to yourself or, or, you know, even meditative practices are really great as you're falling asleep because it really just requires that level of relaxation. Oh, man, it's pretty awesome. Um, I, I had a really cool case, uh, a girl who was eating her hair, actually, she was eating her hair, actually pulling it out in chunks. 
And oh. Very sad story, actually. Um, she came for hypnotherapy a few times. I want to say like three times. And she was doing this like her whole life and completely gave it up. Were there like, were there specific triggers that made her want to pull on her hair and then eat it? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And that's the thing. So, so hypnotherapy does tend to get to the root just by knowing what's no longer working for you. And like I was telling you guys, you don't have to uh, necessarily identify these deeper levels of, well, why did I start getting this way? And where did this actually begin? You don't, you don't have to do that. It's effective if, if you are aware, and certainly we can do like a regressive therapy where we address that particular nuance and then we move forward from that. Um, but it's, uh, it's, it's one of these things where it's a lot like art. There are not very many rules to it. You just have to understand the way that the brain and the conscious mind works. The fact mm-hmm. that you don't believe anything you tell it, the fact that you have to be the one uh, receiving or and like or open to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's the other thing is that the subconscious mind is going to protect you from things that you wouldn't normally do. So like this stage hypnosis where people get on stage and they start clucking like chickens. Well, that's because they were open to doing that. Like mm-hmm. you never work on someone who didn't want to do that, which is why some people go and sit down. You know, it's like if you can get to that level of relaxation to where that's possible, great. But it's not for everyone to cluck like a chicken. You know, some people just want to stop biting their nails. So I, I was sorry, I'm so interjecting, but <laughs> I was on a stage hypnosis show and I, I made it to the very end. I yeah, thought earlier today. I was like, Miley needs to share her hypnosis. That's hip- awesome. Because I don't think <laughs> we have to happen. I, I, tell me what happened. This is cool. Oh my goodness gracious. So I didn't think that uh, I had never been hypno- hypnotized before. Yeah. I've always been really fascinated by it. And I do believe like I'm very open to things like that. And I believe yeah. that when you are open to things, you can allow yourself to be influenced. Right. And so uh, I was <laughs> I was in Vegas. With I love Matt Vegas we all know story. Dr. Matlock. Um, <laughs> one of Charlie. You were in Vegas with Charlie. <laughs> Charlie. And um, one of my favorite uh one of my favorite entertainment shows to go to in in uh, in Vegas is at Planet Hollywood and it's a comedy hypnosis show and I'd been to it every time I go to Vegas I always catch the show and I'd been to yeah. it maybe like three or four times before I've never gone on stage before but I've always just enjoyed it <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's a lot of fun like he he pulls people he pulls he lets anybody come up he's like you know if you want to be you want to try to be hypnotized come on up there's usually about 50 or 60 people that come up and slowly oh, wow. he'll like we like weed it down to about 10 people that he says are the most easily hypnotized mm-hmm. and so Charlie, you know, because i was there with charlie charlie was like why don't we both go up and see <laughs> see what happens <laughs> And we both make it like we're like the top 10 people. And the thing is, like, when afterwards, uh, it's really funny because in the beginning, he'll he'll just do very basic things. Like he had everyone just close their eyes and relax. And he was like, you know, now pretend or imagine yourself as part of an orchestra playing an instrument. And now, like, uh, you know, then he would be like, <laughs> you know, pretend like you are now the number one seat of whatever instrument you're playing. And everybody is just loudly yelling at you. And like, you know, that everybody's throwing roses up at you. And like, would you like go ahead and play? Play, like the best song you've ever played and you know you what start- was your <laughs> instrument my, my, my instrument was a violin and i was like <laughs> and then i was like making all of these like i was just like yes i'm like the best ever <laughs> and, <laughs> and, awesome. 
and then um so you know and then suddenly like he somehow narrows it down to the 10 people and he's like okay i'm gonna snap my fingers and everybody just you know um you're woke you know wake up and you realize you're one of the 10 and he lines us up on the in this like on this bench right and then he goes okay i'm gonna snap my fingers and everybody's gonna like you know uh, relax again he put he has us all sit in like a, a a row of chairs like 10 of us and while we're hypnotized he um he goes now that you're super relaxed, anytime I hold your hand or shake your hand, you are going to fall madly in love with me. And then he'll go down <laughs> to the next person. Anytime I shake your hand, you are going to be, you're going to think I'm the most disgusting person ever. And then like, you know, next person, like when I shake your hand, you are going to have the most or the biggest crock itch ever. Uh, he just goes down the line and everybody has their own thing. I end up being the person that anytime he shakes my hand, I think he's the most disgusting person ever. And so he wakes oh, everybody up. And he goes down the line and has everybody introduce himself. And as he introduces themselves, he introduces them or whatever. He shakes their hand and you can just see that they react the way he does. One of them was like, anytime I say your name, uh, you are suddenly going to break down in a salsa dance or something like that. <laughs> anyways, he gets to me. And of course, like I, 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 I do what I'm told, you know. And so like when he shakes my hand, I'm like, oh, gross. You know, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, gross. And I'm like, I try to get away from him. And um, it's, yeah. it's hilarious. And then, uh, you know, then it moves on and he like breaks us down. Like he not breaks us down. He um, we move on and he puts us back into, you know, hypnosis state. And uh, we I don't know, we end up doing a lot of funny other things. And at the very end, we are, uh, I guess the men ha have to do a little dance with these blow up dolls and they each have a stage <laughs> uh, stripper name. <laughs> and, and then for the females, the, he gives us all penis lollipops and we're supposed to like give the most, <laughs> like the best blow job ever. Uh, and then I, I forget there's another funny thing too, where like anytime he uh, shakes your hand, you <laughs> get the, the most intense 10 second orgasm you've ever had before. Oh, wow yeah oh yeah he did that to like one lady yeah Ugh. and so um it was it was just a really funny show i i mean like i had fun and i was just open to it and i don't know if i was really ever truly hypnotized the way like tv and and me like mainstream media shows like a hypnosis but i do yeah. feel that after that show i was very relaxed like even though yeah. there was so much activity on stage yeah. i was i was like I had a really, um, you were in a trance yeah. state. You were in a trance state. You were absolutely relaxed and that no way in heck your subconscious would have allowed you to do those things. If it wasn't in you to do those things, you know what I mean? Like you would have been protected by that because no one can forcefully make you do something, which is why it's very important for someone who's seeking hypnotherapy to be doing it for themselves. In the case of someone who wants to, to quit smoking, for instance, they can't go because their wife is like, I'm sick of you smoking, go see it there. But no, like it yeah. needs to be, I really want this thing for myself, like type thing, you know, and you really wanted a good time. And it was within your, you know, subconscious uh, realm <laughs> to let loose and have that good time. You know, some people wouldn't be able to do that. You know what I mean? And that's all right, man, to each their own, but that's the cool thing. I love that the power of suggestion can just heal. Oh, totally. Very healing. Absolutely. And that's what it's about. And the thing is that that's why meditation is so um, effective 
Oh, when you said this about like right before we go to sleep at night, yeah. it made me think of what I do right before I go to sleep every night. It's what so weird. It's not what weird. Do you do? What do you do? Every night when I crawl into bed and I everything's turned off the phone and there's no nothing on. I like everything's and I, I literally tell myself good night. I love you. You did a good job today. That wow. I really like that. Out loud. <laughs> that is that awesome. awesome. That is we all need to do more of that. Yeah, we need to do more of that because, and that's the thing, you yeah. are most like, um, what would be the word, suggestible, suggestive, prone to suggestion. Maybe. Uh, so say that again. What do you say, your, say to yourself? I say, good night. Mm-hmm. I love you. You did a good job today. I like that. Good night. I love you. And you did a good job today. Hey, that's good. That's like so good. I really, really like that a lot. Yeah. It might not have started that brief, but that's what it what it has evolved into. And it's just like, yeah. good and, night. And you know, the thing is that a lot of times when we, when we want to start thinking new, see the way that the brain works is it operates off of familiar. So if we want to make a change, we've got to make the familiar unfamiliar and the unfamiliar familiar. <laughs> mm-hmm. So like maybe we don't feel we did a good job today, but who cares? We say it anyway. The brain doesn't know the difference between what's truth and what's a lie. So we have to say it until we believe it. You know what I mean? And, and even if you didn't do like 110%, like maybe you did the best you could today and you did a dude, good job. You humaned today. And you fucking showed up. That's hard. Yeah. I love this. I love this. So, so Heather, can you tell us a little bit about like, let's say some of our listeners would be interested in trying out hypnotherapy. Where should they start? What kinds of like, what are the steps? What's the, how do they navigate through that if they've never really done that? And, you know, perhaps like they might be interested in your services or. Is there a book of hypnotherapists? Like, is there an online directory of hypnotherapists? (laughs) (laughs) You know what? There's, I don't think that there's necessarily uh, uh, an online directory. (laughs) The National Association for Hypnotherapists. What's not Googleable anymore, right? You can like Google this stuff and like find a hypnotherapist in your area. But I think, first of all, if someone's just a little leery about it and they're just not sure about if they want to do this regularly, blah, blah, blah. Maybe they just want to try it on for size. So Sweeha does free clinics, which is, yeah. So all of their graduating hypnotherapists are constantly putting on free clinics. So Sweeha is a great go-to. Thumbtack is a great go-to. It's an app. I don't know if you guys have used it before, but basically you can get on Thumbtack and, you know, type in your zip code and um, what you're looking for, a hypnotherapist, and then just read the different profiles of these various people to find someone that aligns with what you're looking for, Mm. you know? If someone's looking for me, you can find me online by Googling me. Um, I don't really advertise much for my hypnotherapy anymore, mostly because it's just been a case-by-case thing based on referral and I haven't needed to. There was a time that I was, but I also got a little, really, some scary people Oh, in my, <laughs> in my office. So, I <laughs> so um, but I am available and, oh, and I might be interested. Um, wink, wink. Yeah. Dude, I think, I think I hypnotherapy is so it's great. Awesome. And like you said, it's not like talk therapy where, and, and, and I think talk therapy is also great. Like I think. Oh yeah, no, definitely. 
I think hypnotherapy is such a great tool for when you are aware of certain feelings and emotions or behaviors you take on in certain situations. I think it's really helpful for, like you said, overriding those old tapes and maybe in conjunction with talk therapy that helps you figure out what your trigger, like talk therapy, you, a lot of people yeah. don't know their trigger and it's like, that's how they're getting to the root of it. They're like, oh, I experienced this and this and this and I yeah. never realized until this person helped me see that now this triggers me today. Yeah, and that's exactly it. And that's the thing too about talk therapy is that if you're not someone who's very in tune with yourself, like self-aware, everybody's mm -hmm. taking a deep dive into their inner layers to figure out what makes them tick or who they are. And talk therapy is a great um, introduction to that, you know, if you haven't gone that deep with yourself yet. Um, and it's good for a whole lot of other things, but you're absolutely right. I mean, there are, there. each modality has its place. And another good place to start, honestly, is YouTube. So like looking up um, hypnotherapy videos on YouTube is good. And even like affirmations, because in a sense, affirmations are a hypnotherapeutic approach, right? To a new belief. And so I think that, I think YouTube was, would be a great introduction. Um, again, sweetheart, reading about it, understanding like uh, the reason that hypnotherapy is targeting the subconscious mind and why that's so powerful. And then you'll start to realize, like, even like you do at night, Mandy, when you're, when you're talking to yourself, telling yourself that stuff that you're saying, like you're taking that honest truth and you are in a sense, hypnotizing yourself at your most vulnerable state, which is when you're relaxing, you're getting ready to go to bed. So that's why it's always the best time to tell yourself what you, what you want tomorrow and what you're grateful for today when you're falling asleep, because that's when your brain's going to be like, Oh, you know, this is who I am. This is who I'm becoming. And this is who I'm going to be, you know? So mm -hmm. late night, early morning, that is like the best time to do it. If you're going to do it on your own. Yeah. I do gratitude lists pretty regularly too. Like just a handful of things I was grateful for that day. Sometimes they're big. Sometimes they're small. Sometimes they're just, yeah. they're all over the map. It could be anything. Yeah. It's like, wow. Cool. Yeah. You know, I'm so grateful to have electricity. I'm so yeah. like, I could be yeah. grateful for the craziest little things. Like I'm so grateful I paid for that monthly car wash membership because mm -hmm. now I didn't have to worry that I didn't have six bucks cash on me and I went and got a car yeah. wash. Like yeah. just, it could be yeah. stupid things yeah. like that or like super <laughs> grateful for something random throughout my day reminded me to text one of my good friends. Yeah, or exactly. Anything. Yeah. There's All like that a stuff, man. thousand things and to be grateful for. But it's for. part of like, it, it takes practice too. And then the yeah. more you do it, it becomes more of a habit and becomes a who you are, becomes part of your day, it becomes part of your way. It becomes part Conscious. of, who, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. And you don't have to believe it at first. That's mm -hmm. like a lot of people like, it's like a muscle. Tell myself, I love myself. I don't, I don't, I don't resonate with that. Well, you know what? Like, you know, it, it doesn't, it, it doesn't come true for you until you've said it a few times, mm -hmm. hundred times, you know, I didn't know how to drive a car when I yeah, was born. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly, man. Exactly. Exactly. Someone had to teach me and then I had to have the confidence to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Precisely. And it wasn't like when you first started, you knew how to do it to begin with like it takes oh, no, time and practice and natural <laughs> yeah right like and someone like, i'm still not a natural that. and i've been driving for <laughs> <laughs> okay me too you are a good driver <laughs> i mean i wouldn't get in a u-haul with you but <laughs> hey i that's where i have not <laughs> i'm actually a pretty good u-haul driver a big ass <laughs> box truck oh now you're gonna eat your words girl <laughs> i tell myself every time before i get into u-haul miley you can do this <laughs> yeah see 
now what are you gonna and i can that's so funny because i'd probably i'd get in the u-haul and i'd be like what the fuck am i doing oh no i'm like (laughs) i can do this this is I, I give like, myself pep talks all the as time. as soon as I got going, I'd be like a bad bitch on the road. I'd be like, you oh, better yeah. watch out. I'm moving into that lane. <laughs> like my U-Haul. Yeah. U-Haul's I would, U-Haul. I would, <laughs> I would take over that road. That's yeah. Okay. That's how I roll. Uh, that's how I roll. <laughs> oh, man. I love Literally. <laughs> Literally. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> for being so amazing oh the pleasure is all ours so heather really, you are amazing yeah, you are amazing we we this has been you. so fascinating so i'm fun. super curious if you still travel to outer space <laughs> oh that is a great question so like because you didn't mean to do it that time and when you were telling yeah. that story in the other like energy being asked you like you asked the other being how did you find me here i thought you were gonna say that it told you it called you there like that's what Uh, i felt coming from the story i was like oh it's totally gonna say like what do you mean i brought you here obviously so you guys i have been trying to get back to space ever since that happened (laughs) (laughs) and it's like thoroughly disappointing because it turns out that putting effort into it is not getting so it's like i have to retreat back to the space where i didn't mean to do it and i just allowed it to happen yeah get there i know Mm. really annoying but i your stance on psychedelics oh i believe in plant medicine 100,000 percent okay uh shrooms absolutely now have i tried those things no, will I? <laughs> I will. I will. As a matter of fact, I just led my brother on a psychedelic retreat maybe three weeks ago. Turns out these were bunk shrooms. I gave him 15 grand, you guys. Wait, when you say you led, does that mean like, because I've never done anything. So like, is no. it like you're sober, sober no. and you just watch and take care of the other person while they're on a journey? Yeah. Um, That's what you call a trip sitter. But I was oh. oh. <laughs> I was actually walking him through a therapeutic approach to his trip. So like we were turning it into ceremony. So I was guiding him through um, basically hypnotherapy and meditative practice as he was getting into the psychedelic experience. The only problem was that the psychedelics that we were using were total bunk, which was such a bummer. And that's what I'm telling you. Generally, it takes about 3.5 grams to 5 grams to feel and experience the psychedelic nature of shrooms, per se. I gave my brother 15 grams, okay? And that was in different, like, intervals. And we never got to that level, and we were Hmm. broke disappointed i was really looking forward to a good show and uh, <laughs> I, I was looking too. forward to a show <laughs> now do bun- are there does do do mushrooms bunk a lot i like, mean offline dm thing? me where i can find mushrooms <laughs> just want to throw you, that out there I think you can get bunk shrooms lately a lot because a lot of people are, are starting to grow them and harvest them i uh, see and so you just don't know you can't trust where the source of the shrooming That's is right. Yeah, there I don't. Are, I know there are psychedelic mushrooms, them. but I just don't. I'm like, can I grow psychedelic mushrooms? Can anyone grow them? What brand? Yeah, like, how do you grow them, and how do you know that they're going to be potent enough? Yeah, you test them yourself. You research, 
yeah, yeah. It's a lot of basically i mean you've got to do your research and um you you know you obviously you've got to ha- you've either test them yourself or somebody else does <laughs> i mean you know and kind of get familiar with what microdosing is versus what a full force um trip would require versus what a spiritual trip would require and the reason that i believe in psychedelics the reason that i believe in plant medicine is because we have receptors in our body first of all naturally occurring receptors to accept these psychedelics number one number two dmt which is the chemical that's released from your in your brain when you are dreaming and dying um, is what becomes overly flooded during these experiences and that's what people are experiencing a lot when they say they, they've seen the light, you know, they, they see their, their relatives on the other side, they see the crew of EMTs working on their body on the scene. So I believe that DMT is a window, a chemical window into other dimensions, you know, may that be the one we pass on to when we, when we leave our physical um, or otherwise, you know, where extraterrestrials are. We can get into all that in another episode. Um, but I think that psychedelics are very, very healing in that they open the pituitary gland and the, and the, the pineal gland in this way that uh, affords an awareness into realms that you don't otherwise see in the physical. And so I think that it tends to deliver the same message, no matter what you're taking, which psychedelic it is. And that message is that we are all connected and we are all one. At least that's what I've, that's what I've found out in all of my studies. <laughs> um, and I think that that's why someday I might give the world. I've been a little hesitant because I tend to be a very radical thinker on, on my own. I'm afraid of, of what something like this <laughs> might make me experience. Um, so it'll take me some time, but they say that when, um, when the plant calls, you know, <laughs> when it's time to try it and I, I, I haven't quite got there yet. So. I feel similarly. I'm really, really curious about it and I love talking to people about it and hearing about their wow. experiences. But the more I hear, you know, a lot of people and people will say like, it's not for everyone. Um, we just yeah. interviewed one of my, like, I guess I would call him a friend. Um, someone I've known who runs a food business here in Phoenix and he's um, sat with medicine quite a few times and I dated a guy for a few minutes who had done this a bunch of times. And, you know, it's like, Some people are really heady about it and some people are more like it's not for everyone. And Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I was like, the more I talk to people about it and what they get out of it, I'm fascinated by it. And I love hearing their journeys, like how the mind works. And I just love hearing all of their, the way it was able to help them dive into themselves. And the more I hear about it, I'm like, maybe it's not for me. Like I was really curious about (laughs) it. And then I'm like, but I dive into myself regularly and I don't know that, I don't know that I need that to get where I'm going. Like I don't feel blocked by things. And I feel like the people who are doing that genuinely feel those blockages. Uh, And I can appreciate that. And I love that they're, you know, exploring alternative means to undoing those. I was like, I just don't feel them. So I was like, yeah, I don't know what I would be doing it for at this point. I hear you. I hear you. And I have a hesitance too for many of those reasons. Another additional reason is I had a very bad experience with an edible marijuana recently. (sighs) Oh, recently? (laughs) Recently, as in maybe a year and a half ago. 
And I just haven't touched the stuff since because I'm telling you, first of all, I had a cookie that was like the size. Oh. <laughs> Y'all, she's holding her hands up in <laughs> as big a circle as she can make them. Oh, my dear Lord. That sounds like a lot of milligrams. It was too much. Too much. <laughs> And we we decarboxylated um, the plant, okay, before we made the cookies. Also, you did this all your own. (laughs) You didn't, like, hit the dispensary up. You, like... No, that was the mistake. Mistake number one. How much do you put in these cookies? And how big do you make them? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Heather. (laughs) I love it. So I dated a guy for a minute. Apparently, I dated a bunch of guys. I dated a guy for a minute who was growing (laughs) his own as well. And he had like a little grow box in his closet and had this giant fucking weed plant. I say, yeah, because you told me all about this. I'm like, I I wish I've been on the journey. I only wish that I hadn't blown this shit up before I managed to secure a whole jar of bud from him because like I, he like dried all the buds in a toaster oven in his backyard (laughs) and like he had mason jars full of weed buds and he made his own extract like tincture. And we did it yeah. one night at his house and it was so great. But I mean, you really only needed a couple of drops. It was like three, milli- <laughs> three milli- milliliters or something. Like it was a little eyedropper and it was like a few drops in some club soda or something. And like, wow, 30 minutes, 40 minutes, maybe tops. I was like, yo, <laughs> yo, bro, I see your soul. <laughs> this, is, this is lit. Like, we were having a good time. <laughs> Well, I wanted to show you the incredible garden that my mom is growing, but it turns out that she didn't send me a recent photo, but I mean, oh. what? She's got a green thumb. Oh, I'm so jealous of people who have green thumbs. I know. I know. But is she going to go shrooms? So that's the thing is that because <laughs> my little brother is just hell bent on having a psychedelic experience and my whole family can't just be normal and be like, <laughs> about that instead we're like well how can we grow these things? <laughs> you know it's like like that's how it is so so um I'm, i love that you guys are all trying to help yeah each i love other the support it's family support it's, we, yeah. yeah we are because he said that like he, he you know he feels like he's really called to this experience and he needs to experience it but he wants to do it the right way so we're like okay here's what we're gonna do <laughs> and we're gonna do it the right way not gonna, we're gonna do it right together way. instead of spending five grand to go on a week to peru yeah, but there's also getaways in Colorado and actually Oregon as well. Oh, interesting. That's out there. Yeah, but Peru is definitely like the go-to for, for that. Yeah. I was going to Peru for Machu Picchu. Now I have a second reason. <laughs> sure you were, Miley. We believe <laughs> <Yeah>. you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <clears throat> yeah, I may have just enough insight. I may not need to go that route. Um <laughs> But I guess what I would say is I wouldn't be against it, but I certainly wouldn't do it recreationally or just because like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think I have a lot of respect for the power that comes out of those experiences enough to not just do it just to do it. Yeah. 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 To honor it properly. Right. Like you said, like only do it when you're called to it. Because doing it when you don't have that calling is sort of taking advantage of it. And you're not going to get as much out of Mm -hmm. it if you're not going into it with intention. It's kind of like, you know, it's like meditation and the hypnotherapy. And you have to go into this with the meditation and be ready to call upon the parts of you that you need to open up. And um, Intention is is everything for everything, you know, Mm -hmm. like whether we're using a psychedelic or not like life experience is intention run 
because what what we get back from any given intention is because of the intention that laid that groundwork you know what i mean so sometimes when i'm questioning people in their actions like i don't understand why you just did that thing like what was your intention well and but you know what i've i okay so i get that i totally get that but then you start to realize that a lot of people don't have intentions because right. they're not like self-aware. You know what I mean? They're almost like on autopilot and it's a little bit scary because there they, are zombies among us. Like Yeah, like no thought into what they're doing. Yeah. And it's kind of sad because they are wasting their potential if they would just plug back into themselves and stop being so concerned with this outer world that's going on. Then they would be more aware of their intentions and therefore more aware of what they're getting out from of any given action. And part of my like activism, so to speak, is like by saying, what was your intention there? It's calling Uh, them to the moment. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Totally. This I'm calling on you. It's like calling on you in class. It's like, what were you not? What were you thinking? Not what what were you (laughs) doing? Like, like, what was your intention? And then if they're like, uh, I, I guess, guess I didn't really have one or it's purely selfish motives, you know, that happens a lot too. But that like by calling them to that moment of awareness, like right here, right now, like what are you, what What was your intention with that? Is I, yeah. I always hope there's like a little bit of awakening. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. You're planting a seed for certain. I mean, you're certainly planting a seed asking a question like that. that's a big question. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Wow. I feel like I want to ask someone that. I'm going to look for the excuse. (laughs) It'll be interesting. It it happens to me whenever I don't understand something. Like if I'm if I'm ever stuck in a moment where someone has done something that is usually like hurtful or negative in some way Uh, and I'm trying to understand it and I can't find where what their angle might have been. I can't figure it out in my logical brain. Like my logical brain can't make any sense of this. I'm like, what Mm -hmm. was your intention? Can you help me understand what your motive was there like what was your intention wow that's pretty cool that's pretty insightful my friend and it 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 yeah. calls the other person to kind of step up and also recognize within themselves like what was my intention because sometimes yeah. like you said like they might not even know what their intention yeah, was acting then, out of old tapes yeah. old beliefs mm-hmm. old behaviors old coping mechanisms to, yeah, yeah survival techniques yada, yada. yeah Cause that's the other thing too. I think the more in tune with yourself you become, the more aware you are that you've been seeking outside yourself for advice and answers through your entire life or a big chunk of it only to come to this realization that you have the answers to any question you ever seek inside yourself. And the truth is that anyone around you, may it be a mentor, a best friend, a teacher, a parent, people you love who really mean well for you, they really can't advise you on your life. I mean, they can tell you what would be best for them in their life experience, but they really can't tell you what is possible or impossible. And so what you're really asking them is, you know, in your life, what would have worked? And that's never going to be a good enough answer for you. For your life, because you are living a different life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you go by what everyone else is saying, well, then everyone else is telling you what's possible or impossible for you. And that's like so unrealistic, you know, and it's very limiting because I generally most people have never been where you're, where you've been or where you're going or where you want to be, you know. So, yeah, that's like huge, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. While we're all experiencing these like wild waters of humanity and yeah. stickiness. Um, 
a lot of similar feelings and thoughts and patterns, but no one's walked your walk. Like they're all, everybody walked through a different forest to get to where they are today. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's shaping their decisions and it's shaping their emotions. It's shaping their response. And you, it's hard. Yeah. I've been asked by a guy recently. He was like, do who do you turn to in your life for advice? And I was like, no one. Oh, wow. (laughs) I was like, and then as I said, it, I was like, is that bad? Because <laughs> I was like, I don't ask no. anyone for advice. I was like, I ask myself what it makes me feel. Wow. That's, that's really so powerful. Cool. That is powerful. Mm-hmm. But it was easy to feel a little bit narcissistic about it because I was like, I don't ask anyone for advice. I might no, say like, but, but it makes you very self-aware. I try. And exactly. I, like, I will turn that's to people thing. like I will turn to Miley or I will turn to Shireen or I will turn to people and be like, hey, um, this happened, da, da 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 I'm reading it this way. Is it possible it's happening a different way? And like, they'll, yeah. they'll put it through their filters and tell me how they're yeah. interpreting it. And I'm like, okay. And <laughs> like, you, you take that in and it shapes what you, you yeah, know. I'm like, it, okay, cool, so good. It's not just my yeah. filter. I like to hear things through other people's filters. It's not oh, necessarily totally. asking for advice, but I love hearing. Yeah, for different reasons. But, but like, yeah. even asking for advice, it's not like it's bad to ask for advice. Or- right. Because all that's going to do is deepen your conviction about what mm-hmm. you go inside to be right. If you're listening, you know what I mean? Otherwise, if you're not listening, it can become very confusing. And this battle ensues between what you deeply feel to be the truth. Mm-hmm. You want to believe is the truth because this person who loves me so much is telling me that I should do this thing, you know? And so, yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, beca- being self-aware is not as easy as it sounds because as children, we were being raised by children who were just really trying to figure it out, figure life out just as much as we were, you know, and a lot of patterning and conditioning comes from being children. So, you know, at some point, I think we just realize in life, like, holy shit, we're all children. (laughs) Yes. I'm a child, we're all children just trying to fucking grow up and figure this out. Like, it's like a lot, you know, it's like, and it, and it really does afford a lot of mercy and grace towards people because you realize that, eh, yeah, we're all children. <laughs> yeah. I, that's funny. I mean, yeah, you start to, when you grow up, you start to realize, oh, my parents were just trying to figure this out too. And they did the best they could is a really powerful thing to kind of understand about your caretakers. Like they did the best they could. Yep. And they all came from somewhere and maybe it wasn't the best circumstance. And that's how they learned. And we have so many tools and modalities at our disposal today. Like we can do hypnotherapy and talk therapy and mantras and affirmations. And we can listen to podcasts and feel like, oh, there's community. Other people out there are experiencing the things that we are experiencing. We are not alone Mm -hmm. in these thoughts. Yeah. And the root of it all is that we realize that we have more say so in what we believe and and our life experience than we probably were ever previously used to taking ownership of. I love that. Like life is not happening Mm -hmm. like to me. Like life is happening with me. That's what Amanda says all the time. She says that a lot. That's awesome. Yeah. People will be like, why did this happen to me? I'm like, Nothing's happening to to you. you. It's happening for For you. you. That's like a big thing for me. I'm like, things are happening for you. You just have to see why. And then 
take advantage like take advantage of that why you just have to go after it if it's if it's happening if a door is closing it's because there's another one you're supposed to be paying more attention to yeah and isn't it true too speaking of whys like we can question whys and we can question what's Mm. but it's like the one thing we don't need to question is how Mm. ever have to ask that question you don't ever have to ask that question because the what and the why forms the how. You don't even ever have to have a, a hand in it. You just walk through the door when it opens, you know? It's like, I, I, I could give you countless examples. I will spare you that, but I'm sure you understand what I'm saying. It's like, mm-hmm. you want something. You don't really have to worry about how you're going to get it. You just need to know what it is you want. You can know why or not. doesn't really matter. Why doesn't really matter. But if you want this thing, just knowing that you want it is what perpetuates that energy. It's not how you're going to get it. Well, if you do dare to build a how about what you want, you're just limiting yourself because you're saying the only way I want this thing is this particular path. And if it doesn't happen in this particular path, it doesn't happen. Well, now you've just completely shut the universe out. God, whoever you are, are calling the creator of all of this. You can build a how, but you need to be real flexible because otherwise you're just setting yourself up for failure and like rejection feelings. And then you're going to have to like open for yeah possibilities. Exactly. You might build like a linear line to your goal, but be prepared that it's going to go. It's going to be more like switchbacks. Yeah. (laughs) Switchbacks. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Totally got my ear. My ears perked up when you said switchbacks. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's a lot about just like taking a step into the unknown. And then the step appears or building your wings on the way down or what's another way they said it. Who said that like you're supposed to hurl yourself into the black abyss or the dark abyss only to realize that it was a, a, a feather pillow or, or something like that or, or, or I don't know. It's something like that. But the point is that, you know, you don't know what is going to appear next to make it possible. So all you need to worry about is it's possible. Yeah. And- take the step into the unknown and see it happen before your very eyes. And that it, if people. anything, if anyone out there has ever done it, so can you. Yeah. And exactly. even if they haven't right. fucking Elon Musk, it, yeah. Elon Musk wasn't laying around going, I don't know how I'm going to do that. He just fucking did it. That's right. And that's the thing is that, you know, uh, thoughts and ideas that come, come to us are built on, pieces of things that we we have seen or witnessed that are possible so even just the very nature of receiving a thought mm-hmm. means that it's possible you know so i love that you know and being you know brave enough to just expose yourself to yeah. whatever it is that is presenting itself before you yes amen to that because wow. a lot of things can present before you but if you're not open and you're afraid to kind of receive it completely miss it yeah that's how we all got right here talk to each (laughs) other on this podcast as multi multi multi-faceted peoples with this is awesome so many skills and talents and just all of our beingness together Mm -hmm. is such a power you guys i i really really seriously honor the fact that i have gotten to sit here with you tonight like like taking our time to be together like this is just so freaking magical. I love it. I love it. I love that. I love that this is like your guys's jam. And like, come to find out, we so speak the same soul language. Mm-hmm. And it's so beautiful. I love that. 
We love that you were yeah. so willing to come oh, on and chat sure. with us. And we love you. Oh, this is incredible. And we're so happy to be able to have you on here and uh, to hear your just your perspective on so many awesome <laughs> we stuff. Like this conversation, oh, for sure. I know. I hope you come back with <laughs> yeah. us again sometime. Yes, please. Heck yes. And I encourage you guys tonight when you're closing your eyes to give yourself a nice, sweet message like Mandy's been doing, but also to close your eyes, wave your hand in front of you. <laughs> Yeah. And see yeah, if send you to outer space. It's <laughs> so funny. I will try this. I promise you. Yeah. Um, what I was thinking when you were telling me this story, though, is that I have such a, um, like a photographic memory that when I close my eyes, I do see things anyways, but I don't necessarily see what's happening right outside my body. So now I want to test it. Or do you? Right. Yeah. Maybe I do. And maybe I was just thinking it was my photographic memory because like exactly. that's yeah. how I recall things in my brain. I'm that's like, oh no. Belief. Like I literally yeah. go. And, yeah. Yeah. I go and put myself there in the memory. And then I'm like, no, I was here. And we were in that one restaurant that has the windows here and the curtains and the things. And you were on my left. And like yeah. I'll yeah so, you so describe it all yeah. i need to uh try this like you do astral projection <laughs> astral projection check it out i've i've gotten so many books on it since then the event <laughs> so cool i hope you get there again soon friend thank you thank you so much my friends. I no, love you thank so you much. if uh if our listeners wanted to reach out to you what's the best way to get a hold of you what are your uh you know social media handles I think Instagram is the easiest. I'm not on Facebook much anymore. So Instagram is Believer Achiever. Believer Achiever. All one word. Achiever, all one word, baby. Awesome. And we will link that in uh, when we post about this episode as well. So people can find you easily on our page and uh, follow you in all of your amazing inspirations and wacky stories and your cute dog and your handsome mm -hmm. Beyonce. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys are so beautiful. Thank you so much again for this opportunity. And um, yeah, I love you guys so much. And I see you. I see you. Thanks oh. for sharing your light with us. Yes. Thank you. Thank you likewise for sharing yours. Let's light this place up. <laughs> I love that. All right. Thank you so much, Heather. Thank you, guys. I love you very much. To the moon and back to the million times. That was so much fun talking to Heather. It was super fun. Dude, I mean, I like, did we not had... know she was good. <laughs> well, okay. So first, you know, I thought we were just going to talk about hypnotherapy, but then yeah. we started off with the whole, um, you know, vagina, <laughs> the vagina. And uh, Which, I mean, she said artists and all I could think after she said that word, because like, yeah. again, my brain is very visual. After she said that word, I was just like, vagina. vagina. I wrote I the word too. down. When she said artist, I was like, yeah, I remember your vagina. <laughs> I remember your vagina picture. It's memorable as fuck. Yes. I mean, I hope she sends us the picture or I'll dig oh, it up. Oh, I have it somewhere. Okay. No, but I'm like, sure she will. Yes. I've seen it on Instagram mm -hmm. and I'm like, this yeah. thing is wild. It, I mean, it's it, yeah. five feet tall or It's so. incredible. And, and I remember her driving down the freeway with it because I saw it on her Instagram. Again, we've known her for a couple of years. Like I saw it on her Instagram and I was like, she is not driving down the freeway in a convertible with this giant vagina. But yeah, so we talked about vagina and then the whole astral projection yes. and leaving her body. Like I did and not then, know anything about that story. Yeah. Which so, you, it, you know, our awesome. two listeners are going to be super excited. And now they're in the know too. What are you talking about? Four listeners. I think we've gotten to four We don't now. count. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> okay. And then uh, just talking about like limiting beliefs and uh and just how you see the world and, and the positive energy that you put out there it was just a great conversation it really lifted my spirits up and my yeah. it, was, it was great all and around. i didn't get a chance to tell her this but which is fine but like i because we've known her for a long time and we've known her in different capacities 
I've witnessed people sometimes because she has so much energy. She does. And so much exuberance mm-hmm. for life. Yes. And like, she is, she's not a toxic positivity person. Like, she'll be like, damn, that sucks. Da, da, da. You know, she yeah. can get like, she's an empath. So she can get kind of worn down by things that are big and heavy. Mm-hmm. But like, I've witnessed people who can't hold her exuberance yeah. or her positivity or her genuine energy yeah genuine big energy and like optimism for life and all that all of its possibilities that they kind of poo poo it sometimes Mm -hmm. like oh she's so phony type of thing and it's like until you really until you're open to yeah like chatted with her and are open to the possibility Mm -hmm. like if that's that's within that person but like she just has such a yeah, and she it's is genuine. So like when she said she wanted to unzip herself and let some of it out, I was like, "Girl, you're trying. I see yeah, you. Like, I love like it. the art and all the things yeah. that she does are so inspiring. And, and she's very true to herself, which I love. It, it it inspires me to continue being true to myself too. Like that's what I mean. Like wh- like her exuberance. Like she exudes this feeling. Like you kind of have to be in that spot also to receive that. You know, yeah. like I can see how some people are like, "Whoa, you know, too much." But for me, it comes off as like that inspires me to be more attuned to myself. Because people say similar things to you and I, and we don't have to get too dive dive too deep into this. But like people will say to me all the time, how do you have all the hours in the day to do all of these things? And I think, I don't know. I have plenty of hours in the day. I have the same 24 that you do. What are you doing with them? That's my question to people. I'm like, what are you doing with them? And like you, I I think sometimes genuinely maybe squeeze in more than you probably should in your I just get so excited for so many things that I want to get. But yeah, that's the thing. It's like if you just have this energy to do the things and you feel called to do them, that's the important part right like she said like having boundaries around um, your energy and it's like if you're genuinely feeling called to do these things like you're gonna make time and you're gonna do them I mean if you're not hustling 16 hours a day we're not putting you down Um, maybe you just haven't found that thing yet so instead of being like overly or instead of even I don't know. What's the word I'm looking for? Instead of worrying about what other people are yeah, doing. Yeah, don't compare or, yourself to other people. Don't be thinking that, you know, because we're, you know, we're working 16 hours a day that you have to either. Right. And maybe you do you. Take a break from looking down upon anybody mm-hmm. who is doing that and thinking that they're overworking or thinking that they're this. Because yeah. this could be their baseline. I mean, this is our baseline. Yeah. Like it's become my baseline, I should say. And I've gone over that line and I've gone under that line. But like my base, I'm pretty happy with where my work life ratio is right now um and i'm working on the pieces that i want to fill in and i don't know i think it's really easy to think that it's disingenuous hot word um <laughs> when people are so excited and bubbly and it's just it's not and i just i invite people to take it for what it is yeah. and if it makes you uncomfortable decide why yeah well, you know like in the i used to i used to hear from some of my friends that uh, when they first met me, they thought that I was fake because I was so positive and so optimistic and enthusiastic that it came off as fake. But the more they got to know me and realized like that was my baseline, <laughs> um, they were like, you, you, you sometimes come off as a little disingenuous, but then once you're open and to receiving who you are, like you, like the, you know, my friends will be like, you just owned it and you were who you were. And then I just came to realize that I was not receiving you the way that 
you, you know, I wasn't ready to receive you the way you mm-hmm. were. And now I am. Right. Uh, and so sometimes like part of it is, you know what? Owning who you are, despite what other people think. Yeah. And Shireen even mentioned this in our girlfriends episodes, our sisters from another Mr. episode. And, uh, you know, she was like, whoa. All right. <laughs> OK, but it, it all. And then she was like, it didn't take her too long. She was like, oh, it all comes from a place of love. Like, that's really nice. It's not coming from any false stuff so yeah I just I invite people to be a little more receptive maybe of when somebody does have that big energy because I think one of the worst things we can do is try to squash that down um or the or vice versa too sometimes people are quiet and reserved and that's who they are and you take mm-hmm. them as they they're are not snobby yeah they I just hate take you. people the way they are <laughs> yeah like I didn't realize Shireen thought that of me I just kept asking questions <laughs> I was just genuinely curious. So I figured I'd just keep asking questions and I'm sure she'd, you know, somebody will tell me to shut up when they're tired of me. I'm sure. <laughs> Has anyone ever told you to shut up? Oh, I'm sure many people have. But like I said, I don't even pay no mind to it. <laughs> I mean, I've told you to be quiet, but not in the way to stop right. talking. More like, can we take this volume from like an 11 to like <laughs> to a four? <laughs> What's a four? <laughs> huh? She's like, That's oh, on my my knob just broke right off. It's like <laughs> eight to 12. That's all I got. And the max is a 10. So, <laughs> But anyways, uh, this was a great episode and uh, we are so happy and uh, and, and thankful that yes. you joined us this week for this uh, this episode. Yes. Thank you, everyone. Um, for more and to find us to find Heather. We are on Instagram at the main dish podcast on Facebook, and I'm going to be starting a Facebook group (gasps) so that people can chat. So um, right now we're on Facebook at The Main Dish Pod and on Twitter at The Main Dish Pod. Instagram is where I'm the most active. It's the easiest place for me to be, but I'm hoping the group in Facebook kind of brings a little more to that page as well, since we're realizing our demographic is like people that kind of hang out on Facebook a little bit. And it's not that I don't hang out on Facebook a little bit. I just don't much. So yeah, I don't know. I'm going to start that because it's easy to chat there versus. Yeah, it's easy to have a conversation and ongoing conversation versus Mm -hmm. Mm one-on-one. And I, and I think a lot of our purpose here is to create conversations. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to see how that goes on the Facebook. I think that's a great idea. Okay. Well, we hope you have a wonderful rest of your week and we will chat with you next week. Love you. Love you too.